This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC Sports. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com, the go-to provider for all your Tar Heel gear. Welcome into the Inside Carolina podcast. This is the Scoop, UNC's premier football recruiting podcast on Inside Carolina, sponsored by Johnny T-Shirt and GiantT-Shirt.com. I'm joined by Don, Donnie Scoops Callahan. What's going on, Don? Not too much. You're interrupting my soccer, soccer watching. Um, yeah. But uh, – you know what the weird, the cool thing that's a side side to uh, all this stuff is that you're obviously I'm watching different countries and seeing some of the uh, commercials and listening to some of the, the pregame music is so strange. But what's up with Ross? Okay, well this is a little special scoop. Uh, we're kind of get to it. This is Diego Pound's podcast. We're coming to you a little bit earlier in the week. We usually do midweek. Uh, we're bringing you the info now Monday afternoon. Uh, kind of just to wrap up this Diego Pound's recruitment. He commits to UNC. On Friday around 3 p.m., um, Don's got a bunch of articles up, interview with Pounds, interview with his high school coach, a three, high three-star offensive lineman from Raleigh Millbrook, commits UNC, becomes UNC's 17th commitment, and I think finishes out the offensive line needs for UNC in the 2021 class. Don, generally, let's go back to Friday, and mm-hmm. you wrote a preview, a primer, at that moment, kind of what was your thought about Diego Pounds? So we recorded a podcast earlier in the week, mm-hmm. and you you thought it was going to be Penn State. I think the majority of America thought it was going to be Penn State. I mean, there was a story written on the Penn State 24-7 Sports website with quotes from Pounds. Yeah. So, so floor uh, is right here to get started. Yeah, so your question was about Friday. I mean, I uh, by Thursday, I started to kind of hear some – I guess it, could I could I step into Thursday as opposed to Friday? Sure. sure. Okay. So Thursday started to hear some rumors. Some of them was reliable people, but people who can be um, easily kind of snowed over by by rumors. And so I listened to them, but you know I knew that the Penn State site and that uh, Steve Wilfong basically had it from Pounds himself, or had it from Pounds himself, that he was going to commit to Penn State. So um, I brushed him off. But the rumors got louder and louder and more and more. And I started to kind of look into a little bit. And what really kind of alarmed me was when some of the Penn State contacts that I had who had been super confident about Penn State's uh, chances. And looking back and knowing and having talked to Diego Pounds after the commitment, he confirmed this. The reason why they were so confident was because he had committed to Penn State. So um, those same people were not confident anymore. And so I'm like, whoa. So dug into it a lot more. Um, and my, uh, my UNC sources were kind of in the same boat as me where they're like, hey, this is, this is looking pretty promising. You know, things could uh, be changing. And then by Friday, I, 
I didn't get any sort of like definitive until maybe like an hour or so before he actually announced, but it just became very apparent that either this kid was doing a really good job of creating that sort of, um, I guess, misdirection mm-hmm. or that he was going to end up at North Carolina. So when you spoke to UNC sources, did they feel confident that he was going to be a, uh, a Tar Heel or confident that they didn't know, which, which gave them a, a little sense of uh, optimism that there is a chance? Yeah, so there was you – know, the, the rule in recruiting is always if you don't know, you're not going to get them. And so they didn't know. So, so because they didn't okay. know, they were like, ah, oh, man, this usually doesn't go our way. But at the same time, he didn't tell them no. And usually, you know, a kid that you have a, have a strong rapport with will give you the heads up so that you're not kind of stand there with your, your pants down sort of thing and kind of say, hey, it's not, it's not no. Um, or, hey, hey, it's not going to be you guys. But uh, that also wasn't happening. And then you were hearing a lot of positivity coming from people close to him or North Carolina sources were hearing positivity. Now, this is, th- this is Thursday. You know, Wednesday, Tuesday, they thought done deal, nothing, you know, just like, just basically like, like I was where it's done, you know, Mm -hmm. my Friday afternoon's free sort of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, even I'm talking really late Thursday, UNC was like, you know, fingers crossed. We think it's still going to probably be Penn state, but this, this could potentially be North Carolina. So, so yeah. Gotcha. Let's reset here. It's for those who don't know, Diego Pound, six foot six, 305 pound offensive lineman, Millbrook High School in Raleigh, North Carolina. He's the number 445 ranked player in the nation. So it's a high three star, number 38 offensive tackle, number 25 in the state of North Carolina. Um, and he another in state commitment for the Tar Heels. Don, where is his, what's his position at UNC? So I think. You, because he's so new to the game, he's only played one year of varsity ball, has only played a couple of seasons of football period, that it's still wide open. If you look at the fact that he's six six and moves really well, you automatically want to start him at the offensive tackle position. But really just how he matures and how he takes to you know, learning the, the actual position will dictate whether he has to be moved into guard or um, stays at, at tackle and, and you seen determine him? which tackle he's going to play. Have you seen him play in person? I have not seen him play in person. Yes. Yeah, so, so go back. So he started playing football at the varsity level as a junior. Yes. Last year. He's only had one year of varsity football. Did yeah. he play like JV or anything? Yes. He played JV okay. beforehand, but you can understand where North Carolina was hesitant in offering him for so long is, you know, you have one year, um, and, and, and there were still some question marks in his game, which is completely understandable considering that he only really played one year um, and they wanted to get those questions answered before they offered him, which, is, which caused the delayed offer. Yeah, so if you go back and read some of Don's articles, if you have a premium membership to Inside Carolina, you'll, you'll see some quotes about from his coach, you know, that UNC wanted to see him play, do some spring ball, spring workouts, and definitely see a couple games in the high school season, which would have been August and September for offering the decommitment of Jared Wilson kind of sped up that process along with the fact that football was not going to happen in the spring and in the fall. Um, so they pulled the trigger with the offer. The offer came down in August, right? Yeah. Early August, early August, Diego pounds. And then he commits to UNC late um, September. Okay. So 
why UNC for for Diego Pounds uh, outside of um, yeah, I mean, why, I mean, there's obviously a lot of factors, especially him being so close in Raleigh. Yeah, so I think it was a culmination of things. You know, the location is fits. Uh, the fact that even though he's committed to Penn State, he had never visited Penn State. Uh, I think you know Keyshawn Silver. Yeah, and other UNC commits that he was really close friends with. I didn't realize – I knew that Keyshawn Silver and Diego Pound had developed a strong friendship. I, I thought it was more at a distance. I knew that they were in AAU games. I didn't realize that they were, were rooming together at some of these, these tournaments, which obviously is a huge difference than seeing a guy for like five seconds between games. You know what I mean? They're on the um, same AAU basketball team. I don't know if they're on the same team. I know that they're on the okay. same tournaments. They might be on the same team. I, I, don't know, I don't know the answer to that. Uh, right. I just know that thanks. they room together. So maybe they are on the same team. Yeah, thanks for your honesty. So uh, my candor. Um, <laughs> so, so obviously those sort of friendships make things a lot easier to feel comfortable with the school. All it comes down to comfort. You know, location, friendships, that, all that stuff helps with the comfort level, helps with his mom's comfort level. And, uh, you know, I mean, I think that's, that's really for the most part. And I think he, once he started kind of digging a little bit deeper into the education side, he really wasn't, I, I think UNC fans would be so surprised at how little recruits know or understand just the different degrees and the, what, what education, the, I guess the education repu, reputation that North Carolina has. I mean, bounds, um, just some of the things he said. I mean, he had, and, and he, he just learned it really earlier in the week. Um, just about North Carolina education and how, how good it was. And that obviously helped. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think people have, I think coming out of high school, I have no idea about majors. I think it's yeah. normal high school. Like, all right, I'm going to go to school because it's in state or, you know, not necessarily not talking about football here, but if you don't have parents and older brother or family members to educate you on certain things about certain schools, you're going to have a lack of concept or even, you know, any yeah, knowledge and, of these schools. And it makes sense if you really kind of think about it, but I think a lot of us, are so used to knowing what school is what in education that we just kind of take it for granted and assume that recruits know that in high school when yeah. really their interests are elsewhere. Okay. I'm going to take a quick break and talk about giant t-shirt. When we come back, I want to get into more about his recruitment. Like, you know, John Lilly's role, Stacy Cyril's role, Mac Brown's role, the role of Keyshawn Silver and other recruits and kind of how a guy can be verbally committed to Penn state and then flip. I mean, it was cause it surprised all of us. Um, I think, especially you, uh, yeah. Okay. We'll be right back. Uh, first we'll talk about giant t-shirt, giant t-shirt.com. There are podcast subscriber, uh, podcast sponsors on Franklin street and on Johnny t-shirt.com. You get the best selection of UNC gear, sweatshirts, hats, t-shirts, trinkets, gifts, it's an awesome place to get all your stuff. Go to Johnny t-shirt.com or right on Franklin street. Get everything you need for your UNC fandom. Um, Johnny T-shirt, great loyal sponsors. We appreciate what they do for us, and you should appreciate them as well. Help yourself, help them, help us. Go to Johnny T-shirt, giantteacher.com, and all Inside Carolina subscribers get ten percent off, which can definitely help on big orders when you're, you're shopping for gifts. One-stop shop. Get your sister a, a shirt, your brother a sweatshirt, your dad a couple coffee mugs, your mama. Uh, a hat or something, giant t-shirt, giant t-shirt.com. We're going to go to some national ads here, right back with the scoop. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. All right, we are back. All right, Don, so Diego Pounds, break down his recruitment from maybe even before, way before he offered, kind of how UNC approached recruiting him knowing that he had not played much football, knowing that they probably had some guys higher on their list, including Jerry Wilson, among others, and how they approached offering him, you know, even uh, breadcrumbing him along to keep him interested and then eventually pulling the offer. Who kind of led that? What was the plan? Well, okay. Um, <laughs> so I guess it started late last season. He actually attended – two games at Carolina, two of the latter games. I'd have to look it up in my notes to see exactly which games. Um, and communication stayed. He actually visited, I believe, in January for a junior day. Okay. And, you know, at the same time, there obviously were offers that were out there to other offensive linemen. And, you know, the spots filled up by April when Jarrett Wilson committed. You know, um, Prior to Wilson committing, there definitely was communication between Cheryl's and and Pounds on a regular basis, maybe not necessarily weekly, but on a regular basis. Uh, from what I've gathered is that contact dropped off, perhaps completely, right after Wilson committed. And, um, you know, I'm sure that there was some, some sort of communication uh, to some degree, um, but not nearly as much. And then obviously once um, once Wilson decommits, you kind of look at your board and you kind of see, okay, who is it, who do we want to look at? And by that point, Pounds' profile had raised tremendously with all the scholarship offers he had picked up. I think he had ultimately had over three dozen from Alabama, Penn State, LSU, Auburn, all those, I mean, all the big time schools had offered him. Um, how many of those were actually committable? I mean, because – you know, who knows, but um, they all offered him. And so I think that that helped North Carolina kind of mm-hmm. look at him a little bit more. And I mean, if you, if you look at it, I mean, it was almost, I believe it, it, if it wasn't the same day, it was the very next day North Carolina offered him that Jarrett Wilson flipped. Because if, if you remember mm-hmm. um, and any of those people listening, the Jarrett Wilson stuff started to kind of leak out 
that Thursday or Friday, and then uh, he actually made the made the switch to Georgia officially, even though he probably did it silently a couple of days earlier. He did it officially, or publicly, I should say, on Monday. Okay, and then they just keep recruiting him. John Lilly gets involved. Mm-hmm. Stacy Cyril's getting involved. Was, you, you said Cyril's is the one reaching out. Mm-hmm. It wasn't John Lilly his his main recruiter? Yeah. So. In this sort of situation, since it's an offensive lineman, you sh- and then also you have the, the fact that Lily, he didn't, he wasn't added to the staff until was it February, and so I, I'm sure that what what Lily is probably doing at that point is re- you know, keeping in contact with the the coaches in in yeah. his territory, the high school coaches in his territory. Um, so. I don't know exactly when, when Lily got involved. I think we could safely say that Lily was definitely involved uh, once UNC offered. I believe, again, I have to look at my notes, but I believe that Cheryl's was the one who, who extended the scholarship offer. But one of the, the I guess, uh, X factors that we haven't mentioned yet is that Lily and uh, Diego Pounds' head coach, Clarence Inscore, actually went to college together. Guilford so, College. Yes, that's correct. I had that. I didn't know it, so I actually looked it up while uh, you were doing the commercial break. But very good. Uh, so, do you know their mascot? Ooh, I do not. Quakers. Quakers. Okay. Are there are there Quakers in Guilford County? There's a lot of Quakers in Greensboro. Um, Is there really? Okay. Yeah, there's two meetings. That's what they call their churches. Meetings. Okay. Okay. I went to high school with a lot of Quakers. Did you? Okay. Um, yeah, there's a big population there. They gotcha. ba- played a big role on the Underground uh, Railroad during the slavery and Civil War era. Look at this. Look at what we're dishing up for you uh, listeners. We got Ross mm-hmm. just with the uh, just spitting facts, as the kids would say. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, so that relationship was key because, you know. The relationship between John Lilly and, and Pounds as high school coach. Yes, was key because obviously yeah. in score trusts, Lily, and, you, and just read the Q&A that I posted, just mm-hmm. the things he said. I, I mean, I don't think you could say much better about a guy than, than what InScore said. So if you obviously ha- – if, if you as a high school coach have um, that sort of um, thoughts about a guy, then obviously the, the, his, your players are going to pick up on that. And I'm sure Diego picked up on that, that he could trust Lily. And because, I mean, if you think about it, this, this is – I mean, I, as a UNC fan, you're probably like, oh, this is easy. You know, in-state guy, yada, yada, North Carolina. But for a kid who's been committed to a school, had established a relationship with all these coaches at a, at a school, and then to make that switch, I mean, that's, that's not easy. And it, there, there is, in his mind, some risk involved. In, and obviously, what kind of eases those, those concerns and the risk or the, the, the perceived risk is just feeling comfortable with those who you're making that switch to. Yeah, and it's crazy. I mean, he had never visited Penn State. He had mm-hmm. never met the coaches in person. Yeah, I mean, so – but, I mean, everyone's made a big deal about that. But now North Carolina, fortunately, hasn't had to deal with that a whole lot. Um, although – well, Stevenson did visit North Carolina at some point, but didn't visit before he committed. There, there's a lot of other schools who've had guys commit without visiting. And yeah. that's, just, that's just the time that we're in where we, we have to do these sort of things. Especially, you're going to see it a whole lot more you're going to see guys sign with schools that they've never visited because of the dead period being extended all the way until, until January. Yeah. I mean, and without, if he had visited, I could understand. I mean, like going to a Penn state home game in the fall has to be incredible. 
Yeah. So I'd understand the allure of playing at a big time Big Ten school. SEC's the same way. You get that, you get that feeling when you go to those big schools, Ohio State. But having not visited during a game and have not known the coaches, I mean, I think that certainly probably made him feel a little bit less, um, less of an allegiance to yeah to Penn State and the Nittany Lions. Okay, so I mean, what do you think happened in the last week? I mean, I've read some of your stuff, but I mean, what do you think? Because for all we know, he was committed until Thursday or through Thursday, and then that's kind of when it opened up. He had he had been verbally committed for it sounds like almost a month, if not longer, uh, a silent verbal commit. Um, he was going to make it public on Friday to Penn State. And then something happened the last week that made him switch to Carolina. Yeah, I think that he he had some conversations. Just This is just what I got. I don't know for certain exactly what happened. Um, I, only Diego knows that. But I think he had some conversations with, with some people and, and started to kind of do his research a little bit more. Um, and then just – and, and maybe, and I know this might be a good segue for you for your next question, but, uh, um, <laughs> that's, not how, that's not how it works. No. Okay. Um, but, uh, I know that the commits were hammering him all week long. And so I'm sure that kind of played a, a, a role also. Yeah. I mean, we've gotten a little bit with Keyshawn Silver. I mean, I think the in-state allure, I think he's always liked UNC, right? Are you watching soccer game? Well, Are you focused so on the, the podcast? You watch soccer game? I'm doing, I see your eyes drifting I, towards the TV. I am multitasking. <laughs> um, so, I, trust me, they're not going to score. So, trust me. I know no, that's they're, they're going to score. <laughs> um, they actually did score, I think. Yeah, they're well, reviewing it. Anyway. Won't you um, pause it and watch it after the podcast? Then I have to get up. The remote's <laughs> over there. Anyway, so the um, I, I used to – communicate a lot with Diego earlier in the year and I don't remember exactly what he said to me during those times but it was apparent to me at least like kind of just how he said things and all that that UNC was definitely an offer that he coveted and so you know but you know those sort of things do kind of wear off after time especially when you feel like they don't want you yeah yeah, so it's a balancing of that, and I feel like Mac Brown through reading your articles, Mac Brown definitely eased that um, that tension, explained the process, explained what happened, and went through why they waited to offer and why they um, essentially slow played him. And this is what Clemson does, you know, Clemson yeah. doesn't offer everybody, and then when they pull the offer or they they extend the offer, the player commits, and we've seen it a hundred times before. And that's what when Carolina they're they're dealing with that. They're dealing exactly with the same thing with the cornerback with Jordan, Jordan Hancock, who uh, switched to Ohio State, and now they're trying to get back in with a with a DB from Georgia. That uh, you know, same sort of situation. Clemson is. Yeah. So. Okay. Anything else on pounds before we wrap this up? Um, let's see, what kind of players? I mean, you've we mentioned a little bit. He's he, his position's not set, but it seems like he's very athletic. Yes. He's very big. He's already mm-hmm. 305. He looks like a – I mean, that, that, that weight and that athleticism, it looks like he could be a, a great guard, but you think more tackle because of athleticism. You know, what do you think he brings um, initially just from a raw talent standpoint? Well, I, I definitely could see him at guard. That's why I'm hesitant to say yeah, yeah, I know, definitely I know. tackle because I think that if, if his athleticism – if he slims down, his athleticism ends up being like this huge thing for his game, then obviously tackle. But if he keeps the weight – um, it, 
and develops more power in his game, then yeah, guard could be his future. Um, but as him as a whole, I mean, he's your stereotypical ba- big basketball player turned lineman, you know, it's no different than Keyshawn Silver, although Keyshawn is a, a D lineman as opposed to offensive lineman. You know, I mean, you see it with Travis Shaw and you see it with uh, who is a, a 22, five-star 22 in-state guy that obviously North Carolina is super high on. Um, Peyton Page, who's committed to Clemson that North Carolina uh, was heavily and Bob with also same thing, you know, these, these guys who grow, grow up focused on basketball, love basketball, but then just basically just outgrow the sport as, you know, not, not height wise, but width wise. And so yeah. uh, their yeah. future becomes football because they're not going to be six, eight. Yeah. And jump out of the gym, but they still have that. Athleticism but you're also talking footwork. about kids who are 300 plus pounds who could dunk a basketball. Yeah. Which yeah. is incredible. So definitely a project. Probably a guy who red shirts and mm-hmm. doesn't play as much, especially if you look at UNC's offensive line room. They don't graduate any seniors. Um, they have a lot of you know a lot of sophomores, juniors, red shirt freshmen that are going to move into those spots. So definitely a guy that will be a project and um, be a guy who UNC looks to in, in year two and year three to find a position and take over there. Uh, anything else, Don? Nothing I could think of. I think we covered it all. 360 of Diego Pounds. Yeah, we'll let you get back to your soccer game. I, I apologize for I apologize to our listeners because Don was his attention was on the soccer game and not on the inside Carolina scoop listeners. Don? Uh, yeah, my apologies. Although I think I uh, I delivered here. If I yeah, this be. was a last minute. This is a last minute podcast. Wanted to get it out on Monday. Um, there's a little opening here in the schedule and instead of waiting until Wednesday or Thursday, guys, we appreciate you listening. Uh, remember Johnny t-shirt and giant t-shirt.com, uh, rate review and subscribe. I forgot to say that at the beginning of the podcast, um, hit that subscribe button. Give us a review, give us a rating that helps us. And if you are not a subscriber, go to inside Carolina, subscribe and get 10% off all your Johnny t-shirt orders. We appreciate you listening to the scoop. Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. Brought to you by JohnnyT-Shirt.com. Where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.